catechesis was St. John Paul II. The one God is the ineffable and most holy trinity, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Papa Wojtyła's Catechesis on Wednesday the 9th of October 1985. The Church professes her faith in the one God, who is at the same time the most holy and ineffable trinity of persons, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. And the Church lives of this truth, contained in the most ancient symbols of faith, and recalled in our times by Paul VI on the occasion of the 1900th anniversary of the martyrdom of the Holy Apostles Peter and Paul, 1968 in the symbol presented by him and universally known as the Credo of the People of God. Only the one who has wished to make himself known to us, and who, dwelling in light and accessible, is in himself above every name, above all things, and above every created intelligence, can give us right and full knowledge of himself, revealing himself as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in whose eternal life we are called by His grace to participate, here below in the obscurity of faith, and, beyond death, in perpetual light. God, who for us is incomprehensible, has wished to reveal Himself, not only as the one Creator and omnipotent Father, but also as Father, Son and Holy Spirit. In this revelation, the truth about God, who is love, is revealed in its essential source. God is love in the very interior life of a single divinity. This love is revealed as an ineffable communion of persons. This mystery, the most profound, the mystery of the intimate life of God himself, has been revealed to us by Jesus Christ. He who is in the bosom of the Father, he has made him known. According to St. Matthew's Gospel, the last words with which Christ concludes his earthly mission after the resurrection were addressed to the apostles. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. These words inaugurated the mission of the Church, indicating her fundamental and constitutive commitment. The first task of the Church is to teach and to baptize, and to baptize means to immerse, therefore be baptized with water, in the Trinitarian life of God. In these final words, Jesus Christ enclosed all that he had taught previously about God, about the Father, about the Son and about the Holy Spirit. He had indeed announced from the very beginning the truth about the one God, in conformity with the tradition of Israel. To the question, which is the first of all the commandments? Jesus had replied, The first is, Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one Lord. And at the same time, Jesus had constantly addressed God as his Father, to the point of asserting, The Father and I are one. In the same way, he had also revealed the Spirit of Truth who proceeds from the Father, 
and whom, he had assured, I shall send to you from the Father. The words at baptism, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, entrusted by Jesus to the Apostles at the conclusion of his earthly mission, have a particular meaning, since they consolidated the truth about the Most Holy Trinity, placing it at the base of the sacramental life of the Church. The life of faith of all Christians begins in baptism, with immersion in the mystery of the living God. The apostolic letters prove it, first of all those of Paul. Among the Trinitarian formulas that they contain, the one best known and constantly used in the liturgy is the one in the second letter to the Corinthians. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. We find others in the first letter to the Corinthians, in that of the Ephesians and also in the first letter of St. Peter, at the beginning of the first chapter. As a reflection, the whole development of the Church's life of prayer has assumed a Trinitarian awareness and breath, in the Spirit, through Christ, to the Father. Thus faith in the triune God, from the very beginning, entered into the tradition of the life of the Church and of Christians. Consequently, the whole liturgy has been, and is, through its essence, Trinitarian, in as much expression of the divine economy. It must be underlined that faith in the redemption, faith, that is, in the salvific work of Christ, has contributed to the understanding of this supreme mystery of the Most Holy Trinity. It manifests the mission of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, who, in the bosom of the Eternal Trinity, proceed from the Father, revealing the Trinitarian economy present in redemption and sanctification. The Holy Trinity is announced first of all through soteriology, that is, through the knowledge of the economy of salvation, which Christ announces and realizes in his messianic mission. From this knowledge begins the way to the knowledge of the imminent Trinity, of the mystery of the intimate life of God. In this sense, the New Testament contains the fullness of Trinitarian revelation. God, revealing himself in Jesus Christ, on the one hand unveils who God is for man, and, on the other, who God is in himself, that is, in his intimate life. The truth, God is love, expressed in the first letter of John, possesses here the value of the keystone. If by means of it is unveiled who God is for man, then it is also unveiled, inasmuch as it is possible for the human mind to understand it and for our words to express it, who he is in himself. He is unity, that is, communion of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Old Testament did not reveal this truth in an explicit way, but prepared it, showing the fatherhood of God in the covenant with the people, manifesting his action in the world with wisdom, the Word and the Spirit. The Old Testament has principally consolidated the truth about the one God, the hinge of monotheistic religion. 
first of all in Israel and then outside of it. It must therefore be concluded that the New Testament brought the fullness of revelation about the Holy Trinity and that the Trinitarian truth has been from the beginning at the root of the living faith of the Christian community by means of baptism and the liturgy. The rules of faith, which we find abundantly both in the apostolic letters as in the testimony of the Kerygma, went hand in hand with the catechesis and prayer of the Church. A separate topic is the formation of the Trinitarian dogma in the context of defence against the heresies of the early centuries. The truth about the Triune God is the most profound mystery of faith and also the most difficult to understand. Thus the possibility of erroneous interpretations appeared, especially when Christianity came into contact with Greek culture and philosophy. It was a case of correctly inscribing the mystery of the Triune God into the terminology of being, that is, of expressing in precise form in the philosophical language of the epoch the concepts which unequivocally defined both the unity and the trinity of the God of our revelation. This happened first of all in the two great ecumenical councils of Nicaea, 325, and Constantinople, 381. The fruit of the magisterium of these councils is the Nicene-Constantinopolitan Creed, with which, since those times, the Church has expressed her faith in the Triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Recalling the work of the councils, some particularly outstanding theologians must be named, especially among the fathers of the Church. For the pre-Nicene period, we cite Tertullian, Cyprian, Origen, Irenaeus. For the Nicene period, Athanasius and Ephraim the Syrian. For the period preceding the Council of Constantinople, we recall Basil the Great, Gregory Nazianzen, and Gregory of Nyssa, Hilary, down to Ambrose, Augustine, and Leo the Great. From the 5th century comes the so-called Athanasian symbol, which begins with the word quicumque, and which constitutes a species of comment on the Nicene-Constantinopolitan symbol. Paul VI, Credo of the People of God, confirms the faith of the primitive Church when it proclaims the mutual bonds which eternally constitute the three persons, who are each the one and identical divine being, are the blessed intimate life of God thrice holy, infinitely beyond all that which we can conceive according to human measure. Truly ineffable and most holy trinity, one God.